everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon, and a very special guest this week, Computer World Managing Editor for Features, Val Potter. We are live on Computer World LinkedIn and YouTube. So if you have any questions or comments while we're discussing, please do leave them in the comments or the live chat, and we will do our very best to respond to you while we are live. And the topic of the day is device life cycles and knowing when it's time to upgrade. We talk a lot here about, you know, the latest and greatest new product. And while it's, you know, exciting when things come out, it doesn't always mean it's the right time for you to actually upgrade. So we thought we would dive into knowing when you it's right, when to wait, and especially how that applies to, you know, your IT team. How do you manage device um, upgrades and life cycles? So Val, I'm going to throw it to you first as our special guest. You have a kind of fun um, perspective here. So I'm going to hand it to you. Take it away. All right. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm terrible at upgrading. I'm uh, for a number of reasons. Partly, I'm a cheapskate. I do not like to spend money, and um, but I also believe in in quality. So you know, I'm not going to buy something cheap every couple of years. What I like to do is buy a really good phone and then hang on to it forever. So that's what I've done. I've actually only owned two two phones two smartphones in my life. Uh, one was the iPhone four, which was an awesome, awesome phone. The best ever. Um, and I held on to that for about four years. And then I bought an iPhone six. Um, and this is still my phone. Um, however, many years later. So about that, I think that I bought this in 2015. Um, even I will admit this is too long. I should, I should have <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, in fact, Ken, I think I told, I think I asked your advice a couple of years ago. About I was just going to say, where along the lines did I fail you? In a Ken, Ken's had 25 iPhones between <laughs> your iPhone 6 and I will admit that, you know, when it comes to upgrading, I am Ken, I'm a serial upgrader. Okay. And, and it's a good thing that I am not running the uh, requisition department for a company because Everybody would have the latest and greatest and newest, and the company would probably go bankrupt. So yeah, pretty uh, there, much. There is a method to to Val's madness somewhere betwixt and between her reluctance to upgrade and my love of upgrades. There's probably a rational answer. Mike, Michael, is that you? Me? Am I am I the <laughs> rational answer in, in this conversation? <laughs> um, my my advice to anyone who all right, let, let let's let's rewind for a second. So. Before the phone, the smartphone, the iPhone even, mm -hmm. like upgrades weren't a thing we thought about until something broke. Like it wasn't- That's a good point. There's a new thing yeah. here we should upgrade. Like I didn't get a new Mac until my old one stopped working in some way or a car or whatever it, whatever it is that, that you have. And the, the, the smartphone, the iPhone uh, first, changed the entire way we think of upgrades with, first of all, there's an annual cycle that we know every year and around the same time, we're gonna get a new product. And the reason why we started thinking in terms of upgrading was because of smartphone contracts. So they were, they were two-year contracts that you paid over the course of you know, 24 months. Um, they subsidized the price of the phone to start. So you pay $200 upfront for a six or $800 phone. And that price of the subsidy was built into the contract. So over the course of those two years, you were paying for the device itself and your um, uh, data plan and, and, and phone plan. We didn't actually know that like, you know, uh, carriers and it wasn't like anything necessarily mischievous, but they, it, it wasn't transparent. 
It was kind so of you, embedded in your monthly bill or whatever. Right. It was, it was all there and you weren't necessarily being gouged because you were getting a, a real high-end piece of hardware. But people thought, oh my God, this phone cost it 199 bucks. I can afford that. And it did up front. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the, the two years, it cost you, you know, eight or nine hundred dollars. And now sometimes into the two thousands, depending on, on Ken, how much you get in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> not even me, not even I go that far. So now over the since uh, uh, T-Mobile started this and they push Verizon and AT&T, now everyone does it. You, you don't they, they don't subsidize the price of the phone anymore. So we know what they cost and we pay for that cost. You can spread it out over 24 monthly payments, which most people do. I, I, I do it through Apple and a lot of people do it, do it through Verizon or AT&T or whatever it is. And you, you pay for the price of the phone over a set number of months, 24 or 30 or 36, whatever it is. But we still have this baked into our head that, oh my God, there's a new iPhone and I really probably should get it. I mean, I'll, Val, I'll agree with you. The iPhone 6 is old. And... <laughs> The one, the, the reason why I would tell <laughs> you to upgrade, yeah, no, it's, it's a very old phone. I'm sure it works fine. I, I actually have one that I use, uh, uh, well, my, my son uses sometimes he has an iPad too, but uh, it, it works, you know, it runs the apps that you need. My, my mom had an iPhone 6S for until just this past, um, I guess, October, my, my dad upgraded and he gave him, he gave her his old phone. So depending on what you need your phone for, an iPhone 6 is plenty good. That speaks to both how good the iPhone is and it speaks to Apple's upgrade cycle with, uh, with, with OSs. Cause you know, unlike Android, that phone is on iOS uh, 13, I think. 12. Yeah. It won't 12. go past okay, 12, 12, which is, okay. which is, which is still, which is still good. Yeah. And uh, Apple will push security <laughs> updates as needed. If they're, you know, major risk and major vulnerabilities, they'll still push that. And so you have a pretty modern smartphone. Now you're getting into iOS um, 15. You won't be able to get that either. So I would recommend upgrading now because you know you have now, now your two OSs removed from the latest one. Oh, maybe even three. You said iOS 12. 12, yeah. So it will no, be yeah. three, three, So, so in the fall, it, it'll be three versions removed. Yeah, yeah. So I would, if like like if you're getting that far away from the newest OS, and now you're talking about apps are going to start to stop working that's already started yeah Yeah. security updates don't Mm -hmm. come as frequently and things you know apple doesn't you know so they're not pushing optimizations to it so it starts to get slower it starts to degrade the battery health all these things that start to break down Mm -hmm. but you know you've had that for six years seven years that's that's pretty impressive for a piece of for piece of hardware it's and and it's I will also add it's a magical phone. Um, I know Apple likes to talk about its devices being magical, but this one truly is because at some point it developed cracks across the top because I dropped it one too many times and it self-healed. Those cracks are gone. I don't know how that, I mean, it was just like, you couldn't even feel it. It was just. That's the little known self-healing screen that Apple did put on some of its phones back in 2015, unbeknownst to anybody, you know? Yeah, well, I found it. So anyway, I, I love this so much. You know, it has served me so well over the years. That's the other thing is I have a, I have a fondness for, for devices that serve me well. And yeah. uh, so, but I know it is, it is definitely, for all the reasons you mentioned, um, I really, it is past time to. Uh, it, I mean, there's one, if you, if you like that design, with the home button and that size screen, you can get the iPhone SE, which is basically that. Yes. But, but with, with newer parts. Right, uh, right. Yep. So and you, I you think that is my plan. you don't have to go into the, the more expensive um, 
you know, all, they call it an all screen design without a home button and, and gestures and all that other stuff. And it's, you know, it's twice as much as it used to be. Exactly. Exactly. And yes. And even for a, for a, uh, for an unlocked iPhone SE is like $550, uh, I think. Uh, depending on your storage, it starts at $399. Well, right. But I would, I would get the if, highest If you storage. bump the storage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, around there. Um, and um it's a it's a really good phone i, I used one for for many months because i was too lazy to, to switch and it's it's great you know you it, like it's just good. as fast as the new ones and and uh uh you know you can run all of the apps the camera is really good the uh, the storage is great it's, it's, it's a really good phone yeah i was gonna say you guys make a very good point about upgrades upgrades and updating doesn't necessarily have to be to the latest and greatest right you you know yes mm-hmm. you could get an iphone se but you could also you know get an iphone 10 which for you would be a noticeable upgrade would keep you current with you know the current versions of the operating system and um would not set you back as much well you won't be able to get that probably for 399 but you know it's sort of that in between area mm-hmm. and i think you know back to to what you were saying originally uh, val about you know we were talking about companies and the upgrade uh, policies that they have. There's always a cost benefit analysis. How much life can you get out of hardware and software versus at what point does it start to break down? Do you start to lose security, con- raise security concerns? Apps don't work, uh, you know, and, and maintenance costs start to exceed whatever you would save by not buying. And I think that's, you know, why companies sort of settled on like the three-year upgrade cycle for a lot of devices because it's that sweet spot they've gotten the bulk of the use out of the hardware they could probably keep them going as you can tell you know with apple hardware at least for years and years but there's a you know diminishing returns there mm-hmm. yeah I most think... um i'm sorry i'm just going to piggyback on that most android manufacturers now guarantee three years it and google, mm. uh, google samsung um i forget a couple others but it should be noted that Apple doesn't actually have a uh, an upgrade guarantee at all, which is mm. which is curious. Like they don't say when you buy an iPhone 12, you're going to be able to get uh, three years of upgrades. But it, it's been at least five, mm-hmm. or or around five, uh, for the last several generations now. But there's nothing on Apple's website that you're going to find that says you will be able to upgrade to, um, you know, iOS 20 when it comes out. Like they, Google, Google guarantees it, Samsung oh. guarantees it, other ones do. Apple, you know, you just, you just kind of have that trust that you're going to get upgrades for as long as you basically have the phone. Well, in your case, it's a little bit longer, but most people have it for five, for around four or four or five years, and you're going to get the latest operating system every year. Mm-hmm. I. We uh, chatted a little bit about this before we went live, Val. I think you made a good point about, and Kenneth sort of speaks to your point too, about, you know, the enterprise three-year upgrade cycle. I do wonder what is sort of the, what's what's the guidance when in your case, Val, if there's a BYOD policy and you, I, you know, I hate to spotlight you here, but if you've got this (laughs) borderline ancient phone, like when, when can an enterprise say, you need to upgrade and this is a security risk or this is, you know, some kind of risk. What, how do you think that BYOD policies have sure has shaped the upgrade cycle or BYOD policies rather? Is that to me, Juliet or, or Val or either one? Sure. Either one of you. Okay. Well, I That's mean, Val, what, you, you, what, since what, you're the what, one with the uh, dinosaur phone, would you like to take a <laughs> zone? What does BYOD mean? Can I bring your own device? <laughs> ah, okay. Val, Val, this is all you. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is an issue. And I think honestly, it's a little bit more of an issue with Android than it is with, with um, iPhone because, um, you know, I do have, as, as uh, Mike mentioned, I still do get upgrades, um, you know, to, I, I, I can't go past 12, iOS 12, but I, I'm still getting security updates. Yeah, they for... pushed one out a, like a month ago. Uh, yes. it, was, it, was, it was a pretty major one and they pushed it to iOS 12 and iOS 14. Yes, exactly. But um I don't know how, you know, Android may be the same. I'm actually not sure how that works. I know they don't um, upgrade. <laughs> <Pardon me. Yeah. laughs> uh, so anyway, um, you know, yeah, that, it just sort of occurred to me. Um, I don't think I personally am, am putting uh, IDG at risk by running this old right. device. But, um, but what, you know, at what point does it become, become a risk? And, um, you know, would it be if I kept it running after iOS 15 came out? Uh, would it be if I were on a uh, five-year-old, six-year-old Android device? Um, and, and what should my company, you know, when does that come into play uh, in terms of, of the company's management? And there's also just the, um, you know, the experience of, of if, if, employees are using their mobile devices to connect to company systems, um, just, just a performance issue. Uh, if they're trying to join video calls or, or whatever with, with ancient hardware, um, and mm -hmm. if it degrades the experience so much, you know, what is the company's responsibility? Um, and, and do they, should the company just either say, well, either you need to upgrade or we'll just get you a device that works or, or mm -hmm. I don't know where that all comes into play. Yeah, right. You know, I was just thinking about that. And I think that's actually the solution, Val. And, you know, it's, I think this is a very timely discussion because I think a lot of companies right now, as we're coming out of the pandemic and dealing with hybrid workforces are, you know, starting to take a look again at BYOD and whether it makes sense and how to equip and make sure that your employees who are many of whom may remain remote, um, have secure devices. And does that mean you require them to have something within the last three years or the last couple of years if it's Android? Do you say, okay, if you can't do that, we'll provide you with a device, but then there are limitations on what you can do with it. Or, you know, you, you have to understand that it's a company device. And the, I, I just think there's a, a, a lot of conversations that are going to be had over the next year. And this goes beyond just phones. I mean, this is laptop right. and, and, you know, um, in terms of like equipping someone with a desktop machine, how do you do that? If you're in Boston and someone's in California, you make sure that it's set up. There's a lot of remote setup that has to happen now too. So, you know, this whole upgrade thing is, is something I think a lot of companies may have pushed, pushed off a lot of upgrades last year because of the pandemic. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you guys on a company iMac that's now four years old and it works perfectly fine but it's slowing down and at some point it'll need to be replaced. And then, you know, who does that and who pays for it? And what, you know, what are the rules around it? The question I have is, will it be blue or green, Ken? I like uh, blue. True. I'm a blue guy. It's going to be blue. If I have a choice, knowing IT, it'll probably be gray. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> corporate colors. Will you even be able to get one with the chip shortage going on too? Well, that's other issues. Yes, exactly. You know, and uh, this whole thing, you know, we were sort of joking around about, uh, you know, I'm Mr. Upgrade and, and other people are not. I mean, two four letter words, want versus need. What do you need? When do you need it? And I'm, I'm obviously in the want category. Do I need a new phone almost every year? Almost every year, Mike. I think I missed one year, but I don't know about that. Not, not as long as I've <laughs> But, but, you know, if, if I can afford it and, 
you know, I enjoy the hardware part of these upgrades and things. And sure, I don't, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But for companies, you, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. And I actually, I think we discussed this maybe a little bit, probably like eight plus months now at this point on the topic of M1 chips and Apple Silicon. And if you're a Mac shop, for example, mm. and it's time to roll out upgrades to, you know, this group of employees, is it worth it to give them the latest and greatest? In this case, it was, you know, an M1 MacBook Pro, let's say, or like with with perhaps some sort of risk that there might be some issues because Apple's working out. I'm just using Apple as as the example in this case, because Apple, for example, is working out some kinks with its new hardware. And I kind of wonder where that sort of comes in to I guess, upgrade policy as it were, like what, how does, I guess, how does that fit in when there is some new technology and, you know, when the shift to Apple Silicon, obviously huge, how, I guess, how do you make that cost benefit analysis? Do you wait until now? I guess this is kind of a rhetorical question, but if any of you have some thoughts about it, I'm interested to hear them. I mean, I don't know anything about cost benefit analysis, but I will say in the go ahead anyway. (laughs) He he does analyzing the benefits of upgrade of of a new phone. It's um so in in the case of the M1 Mac, I mean Apple Mm -hmm. put in safeguards where there was a whole environment running in the background to make sure that your old apps worked. However, people who upgraded to um, Mojave, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. that was the first Mac OS to stop supporting sixty four thirty two bit apps. Thirty two bit, yeah. So that was an issue. Like, yeah. so I, I think there are issues um, both with new hardware and with uh, with upgrading new software. And, you know, listen, if we have a competent, if you have a competent IT department, you you look at all that thing and you you, you yeah. make a determination because, um, yeah, there are issues that, that could happen on a consumer level. Uh, you're basically okay. You know, uh, yes, I had to upgrade to a new version of Photoshop. But Apple warned you for a long time before that happened. It's, there, there aren't usually surprises. Like you buy a new phone, and it's like, oh my god, my favorite apps don't work. You know, you you will know. And with in, in the case of the iPhone and iOS, it's very very rare to drop support for um, previous generations of apps or, or services mm-hmm. or whatever whatever it is that you, that you're that you're using. Sure, yeah, I think that sums it up. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I guess the question remains, Val, what are you going to get? This, <laughs> is, a good this question. is the place to figure it out. Yes, exactly. Well, um, you know, so so I'm leaning heavily towards the, the iPhone SE, but uh, one question I have, of course, is is 5G, uh, which the SE does not support. And that's, um, that's, is, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like that's so far in the future yeah. before it really becomes... <laughs> Um, but if you're going to have it for another six or seven six years, years. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a, that's a, a seven AG by then, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I could tell you right now that, um, so the iPhone, the original iPhone launched with, with a three G service, then it went to three GS, which was, which was faster. And then uh, a couple of generations later, four uh, G, the difference between those three were huge, huge, m- massive, you know, three G was barely you know any like it took it took uh 30 seconds for a web page to it was like it. running on a modem i mean yeah like, it was you know, like it was it was slow. Yeah. 3gs was faster but still hard lte was was mind-blowing mm-hmm. in in comparison the difference between 5g and lte can be as good 
but it's not the kind of as good that's going to matter for day-to-day use. So if you're streaming uh, movies, it'll be faster and games and things. I mean, I don't know what, what you use your phone to do, but LTE, which is what the SE supports, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even be- better than fine for the most part. And, you know, listen, we're connected to Wi-Fi so much anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter for, for those types of devices. Um, the iPhone 12 supporting 5G, the iPad Pro supporting 5G, it's great. Um, you know, it future proofs those devices for the people who want to buy them, like like Ken, who bought I think both of them. But um, no, but you I know the proof. the networks are there. Um, I I have the iPhone 12. I have uh, Verizon, which has a nationwide 5G service. I tell you, I cannot tell the difference when I'm on LTE versus 5G right now. Mm-hmm. So so <laughs> the infrastructure needs to be built out. The the uh, all the the hubs and things need to be built. And the, the use cases are going to be for, you know, for individual people, very, very small. There's a lot of potential in 5G, particularly for um, this enterprise word we keep using, but um, not, not, it, it's not something you need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, another question I have is about trade-ins. Um, so I hang on to my hardware for so long. That you, might, you might have to pay zero. Apple to take your phone. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. But does Ken actually save money, for instance, by being able to trade his, trade his in and get some money back for it each time? Or is it is the trade-in value low enough that it, it's still no, not going to make with, up with, for that? With the... Apple hardware, I've been pleasantly surprised, especially if it's, if it's the most recent phone. They do tend to hold their value. Yep. You know, I mean, one quick equation that I'm looking at now, you know, this is, of course, the week that the new iPad Pros are coming out, the ones with the mini LED and, you know, um, the, you know, the updates. And I have a 2018 iPad Pro that Apple will give me $535 for as a trade-in. You know, and that goes a long way toward, you know, offsetting some of the costs of the new device. I don't sit here with these things stacking up. I, you know, it's in and out, so... Uh, it, it helps. Now that's going to vary with other hardware. If you're trying to trade in a three-year-old Dell computer, you may not get much for it, you know, or HP or Android device, or, you know, or maybe even an old iPhone six. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. at some point the you know, the, yeah. the hardware you'll, you'll is, you'll get, you'll get something, something for that through Apple, Apple, you know, it might be like $25, but they'll, they'll, they'll give you something for that phone. If you want to, if you want to trade it in, um, there's also something to look at is, um, both Apple and a lot of other, uh, all of the carriers have have upgrade programs. So what you do is you buy an expensive phone, say for a thousand dollars, and you spread that cost over twenty four months. There's there's no money up front, uh, no interest rates, and most of them. And uh, I use Apple's upgrade program. After twelve months, you can upgrade. So after making half of the payments, you can upgrade to a new device, mm-hmm. and they'll basically start the process over. Mm-hmm. So um, I pay for my iPhone 12. I mean, I, I laugh at Ken, but I get a new iPhone every year too. The, the, you know, I don't get well, nearly as much stuff the, as he you're gets. You're the editor of Macworld. You have an excuse <laughs> built comes, in. Yeah, it comes with the territory. Yeah. But so I, you're essentially paying for half of the mm-hmm. phone and then you're able to trade it in. Apple gives you all that money back. You know, they, they, they pay off the rest of the loan and then it starts over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rather than going to eBay or to um, some other company to trade in your phone, it's just kind of a, a, an easier method to do it. Um, you can do it with the iPhone SE too. Like it doesn't have to be an expensive phone. You can do it. They have the upgrade program for everything that they, that they do. Well, that's basically leasing versus buying. You're leasing the phone, which is, the, you know, if you want to yeah. deal with it that way, you always have an updated phone. 
you know, with generally the latest, you know, hardware and you can run the latest apps and the iOS, you know, the latest iOS, but you're always making a payment. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're all basically paying Apple until we die. It's just a matter of how yeah, and how much. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough, enough. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, I um, we've talked about this briefly before on a few other um, episodes, but yeah, I think I think I'm waiting until the fall to upgrade my iPhone personally. I think the purple iPhone 12 really it, it was enticing, but I think I'm going to hold off until I think I'm going to wait until the fall to upgrade my phone too, Julia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it going to be the yeah, 12s or 13? Well, what is yes. it? Yes, and the answer is yes. I don't know, but yes. It's like <laughs> Yeah. Whatever it is, that is probably what I will end up doing. So, in case anyone was dying to know. <laughs> so thank you all so much for calling and I think this yeah it's it's all kind of fun and games but I think that there is some um valuable insight in considering you know your BYOD policy and also just as a personal consumer when is it time for you so I really appreciate it thank you all so much thank Thanks. you and thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. If you have any questions or comments that we didn't get to, to during the live broadcast, but you still have them, leave them in the comments below. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, be sure to head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, where you can subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.